This is Lance Hoyt, and you're listening to the Alliance Radio. The following is sponsored by WrestleWarehouse.com. Scott, talking about May 21st is a date that's going to change the NWA Texas title picture. You say that the people are not going to like me. They're not going to accept me graciously. That I'm not one of them and that you are because you're underground. You're hardcore. You're somebody that they can relate to. <laughs> that shows how little you know about me, Scott. Come May 21st, uh, opinions may change. You may not be as popular as you think you're going to be because uh, I've got something that can relate to those people that I think that uh, you don't necessarily have. And so you might find that there's not so many people cheering for you, Scott Summers. I think you might find that uh, Lance Hoyt is a little more popular than you expected. So uh, you might want to start preparing yourself for a little disappointment. Disappointment because those people, those same people that you think are going to be on your side, they may not be. And you might want to prepare for the disappointment of not being the NWA Texas champion. Because when I walk out of there and those people are cheering me and they're laughing at you, I'm still going to be the NWA Texas champion. This is Alliance Radio, a production of Alliance-Wrestling.com, covering the entirety of the National Wrestling Alliance. Please visit Alliance-Wrestling.com for all the news, interviews, videos, upcoming matches, and more from the NWA. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Alright guys, thank you for tuning in to Alliance Radio. I'm your host Jay Cow, and with me is the uh, two-time former NWA World Tag Team Champion, reigning NWA Texas Champion, calls the Lone Star State his home. You've seen him in the WWE, you've seen him in TNA. My guest is, uh, you've known him as Vance Archer in the WWE, but I'm going to call him Lance Hoyt. Lance, welcome to the show. What's up, man? How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Hey, thanks for uh, joining us today again on Alliance Radio. Um, okay. Now, we know you uh, started your career uh, in Texas shortly after right. uh, shortly after your college football career, correct? Yeah, man. I, you know, I, I played ball for about three years, first at a school called Howard Payne University, and then my last year at Texas State University. Uh, I got out of football, politics, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and, you know, I was always a fan of the business, uh, and I was working in a club in downtown Austin. The guy who owned the club knew a guy who had started a federation in school, got me hooked up, and uh, had me go in and do a tryout. And I had no clue what the business was about, and I've never been in so much pain in my life. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I was a quarterback. I wore the pretty yellow jersey. Nobody ever touched me, so I didn't know what, you know, pain could actually be. And... Uh, it was something I almost didn't go back to, but the guy who owned the place actually made it affordable for a poor college kid. Um, helped me out a lot. I went back and, you know, kind of really started everything from there and had my had my first match probably a month after I started training, which was a complete mistake. But I didn't know any better. I was a young kid and just ready to go. <laughs> who knows, man? Now, obviously you played college ball, so I'm assuming you played a little high school football. Did you – at any point, uh, step into the uh, amateur wrestling uh, while you were in high school? No, we didn't have amateur wrestling at my school. It was a smaller 3A high school in Texas, and 
you know, football okay. was the prime was the prime uh, you know, sport with baseball and basketball and track for the guys and you know, things like that. So we didn't have any wrestling. I didn't know anything about traditional wrestling uh, other than the Olympics really. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that's kind of interesting, you know, a lot of guys get their start, you know, doing the whole uh grappling in high school and then and you know, try to find work that their way into uh into their profession later. So your first experience, actual uh, getting in the ring and, and and doing wrestling per se would be so when you when you first started in uh, back in 2000. Yep, back in 2000 started, and so this July will be my 11th year actually. 11 years, and so wow, 11 years in the in the world of professional wrestling, and you spent a good chunk of that time uh, working for two of the biggest uh, wrestling promotions in the in the world, and uh, you know especially here in the United States and the uh-huh. WWE and TNA. Right. Now, when you started in TNA, um, you kind of showed up as a, as a, as a bodyguard or an enforcer for, for Kid Cash and you went under the name of Dallas. Uh, can yep. you tell me a little bit about your time in TNA? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, that, that all came about, uh, kind of out of nowhere. I'd done a few tryout matches with the company, um, I was coming up actually for another tryout. Uh, one of the guys that was actually on the roster at TNA at the time, his wife was having a baby. He couldn't be there. So somebody decided that uh, I looked like a bigger version of Kid Cash, and they wanted to plug me into that spot. <laughs> and, you know, uh, did well that night, and that night they offered me a contract, and I signed it, and I probably shouldn't have that night, but I did because I was ready to go. And, you know, that's that's kind of how everything came about. And Dallas was a name that was uh, interesting, to say the least, kind of, existed because that's where I was coming from, was Dallas, Texas. So that's how the name Dallas kind of came into existence. Well, you know, I personally, I like Dallas a lot better than, you know, they could have called you, like, Sid Cash or... or uh, Yes, they could have. You know, Big Cash oh, they, or... <laughs> they came up, they were coming up with a bunch of crazy names at the time, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. Somebody said, where is he from? And they said, Dallas. They said, cool, that's his name. I said, all right, here we go. Yeah, that's not a bad name. <laughs> not a bad name, no. Now, Lance, when you first started in TNA, they they partnered you up with uh, Kid Cash, and uh, you guys went on to win the uh, NWA World Tag Team Championships. Um, you did that by defeating uh, Loki and uh, Christopher Daniels. Uh, how how was that for you? As a you know, you weren't in the company for very long, and you were already wearing the uh, NWA World Tag Team Championships. Yeah, that was it. Was an amazing time, man. You know, it was one of those things where. It happened very quickly. You know, Cash and I just gelled extremely well. Uh, we captured those titles from two veteran guys of TNA and of the business. Uh, you know, and it was a definite privilege for me to be a part of that and be a part of the lineage that is the NWA World Tag Team Champions. To be able to call myself a world champion, a real world champion, because of what the NWA is, is meant to the business over the history with some of the biggest names in the business being a part of those same tag team titles. And so... You know, I was, I was doing everything I could to earn my spot and earn my place, you know. And if, if there was anybody that was kind of back there that didn't like the position I was put in, they they kept it to themselves. They didn't say anything to me, you know. And it was one of those situations where, you know, uh, I think I held myself in a manner that, that allowed people to accept it a lot more than they would if I walked around like my stuff don't sting. So it was a good situation. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody stepped up and said anything negative to me, and they're probably – better off that they didn't say anything negative to me but it was all good man yeah well no doubt yeah six foot eight you know 265 i don't know yeah. if anyone would be dumb enough to hey why has this guy got the tag title 
Oh, I'm I'm sure there's cats out there that that think they have balls enough to do it anyway. Yeah. Well, not this guy. So uh <laughs> so you um you you were in TNA for a while and again you, you know you had the tag team titles you you won them again um later on in the year uh again teaming up with uh Kid Cash to to be mm-hmm. a two-time NWA tag team champion. And um you know there was a point in I don't want to call it a missed opportunity because you know I firmly believe everything happens for a reason but it looked like to to this casual TNA fan that mm-hmm. it, it looked like they were going to put you um you know on a path that would lead to that NWA World Heavyweight Championship um right. did, when when you were there were there serious mm-hmm. talks of you actually getting an opportunity to to face off against Jeff Jarrett or Rhino or whomever was holding the title at the time and and uh, do you feel like you got a you know not a lost opportunity, but maybe a a bum rap never getting that opportunity to wrestle for the world championship. Uh, I think it was a mistake that it never happened. Absolutely, man. I mean, but you know, the, if the conversation ever existed, it didn't really exist when I was around. Um, right. You know, the wrestling business, the sports entertainment business, whatever you want to call it, is 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 interesting. It's weird. It's strange. It's it's that mistress you can never have, but you never want to get rid of. Uh, she's always, you know, making you cry and you hating this and that and everything like that, but you're always trying to get to that top of the game. And, you know, I mean, my time there, I think there were opportunities that the company could have pushed me harder and further and chose not to, one reason or not. Um, you know, I was with the company for five years, and I was there at different times as the company was changing from just going from the Wednesday night pay-per-view events to the Friday night or the Friday afternoon uh, Fox Sports Network, you know, right. when we actually got a for the first time to when we had no TV and we were just doing internet shows and pay-per-views to when we debuted on Spike TV with our one-hour spot to when we did, when we bumped it up to two hours. And, you know, as things changed and increased, the company felt like it had to go in certain directions. It felt like it needed to do certain things to help the company out. And I can't fault them for them trying to do what's best for their company in the way they thought it should be, but... Personally, I think I was the best choice and should have been their best choice, and they would have made a better choice by making me that guy. But they didn't. It didn't happen. I'm not bitter. I just think that they would have been better off if they'd made that choice. Now, in, in, again, it, it seems like they almost took you in an opposite direction shortly after, um, you know, those matches where you were, you know, getting those uh, qualifying matches, uh, right. you know, to, to go to, go that direction. It seems like they changed you in a different direction. They put you in the ring with uh, Christy Hemi, which, you know, I think you and I could both agree that's not the worst thing in the world. And no, uh, no. Put, you in the ring, <laughs> put you in the ring with Jimmy Rave, who, uh, for those of you who don't know Jimmy Rave, uh, I, I think we could both agree that he's probably one of the better junior heavyweights, not just in the United States, but in the world. And uh, put, put you in a, in a trio and a tag team uh, that's, in all honesty, it looked like it was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Rock and Rave was one of the funner times, if funner isn't a word, um, that I've had <laughs> in the business. And it was just for the simple fact that we got to act like goofballs. We got to have a great time. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's sad to me that, again, uh, another, you know, collection of people, Christy Hemi, who could work and was hotter than sin, uh, Jimmy Rave, <laughs> who's one of the smoothest cats in the ring that I've ever seen, and myself, who's got some power, ability, and agility all combined into one big, beautiful ball, um, we were a tag team that, you know, could work with anybody, and 
you know, somebody didn't take us serious. And we weren't supposed to be a serious gimmick. We weren't supposed right. to be seen as, you know, ass kickers. But physically, I could probably be in there with just about anybody you want to stick in there with me. Jimmy, ability-wise, could be in there with anybody that you wanted to stick him in there with. And Christy could distract any man, woman, child alive, you know. And it's just <laughs> it's kind of – it was sad to me that we weren't given more of a prime opportunity to be more of a – uh, stable staple group of the company, you know. And again, I mean, I, I may sound bitter here, but that seemed to be my whole time uh, there. You know, there was times and opportunities where things were going really good and, and getting bigger and stronger and better. Um, and then, for like you said, whatever reason, the company chose to go in different directions, and I wasn't a part of that direction at the moment. I was still a part of the company, but you know, things had to uh, go their own direction and. Unfortunately, we were kind of going, okay, that was great, that was funny, but we got to go this way now. And so we kind of got lost in the shuffle. And, you know, I think that's been a lot of my career. And some people can agree with that. Some people are going to say, ah, oh, bull crap, he's crap, blah, blah, blah. You know, I appreciate everybody who's been a fan and a supporter, and I love all the haters because feel free to hate on me. <laughs> You'll be famous because they keep your name in their mouth, right? Exactly. You know, keep talking about me. <laughs> they say it, I don't care. Okay, hang on just a second. So, you know, when we're talking about TNA, and um, and, and something I heard come up a lot was uh, people looked at you and, and were kind of confused as to your abilities in the ring, not so much your your wrestling ability, but the fact that uh, what you could do in the ring, uh, you know, being able to do a, a moonsault or uh, being able to connect with a, a missile dropkick, um, those aren't typically – typically considered big man moves and and for the most part you're considered a big man in the ring um you know and and some people likened it to brock lesnar when they'd say hey you know lesnar shouldn't be doing that shooting star press because you know he's he's too big of a guy to be doing it what would you say to to detractors of, of yours that would say hey you know lance hoyt isn't a cruiserweight he shouldn't be moving around the ring like a cruiserweight uh i think they're wrong and that's just you know that's my opinion that's my thought i think the, the business itself has to adapt, it has to change, it has to evolve. Um, I'm not a person that believes in evolution, but I believe in the evolution of the business, the sport of professional wrestling, sports entertainment. Um, yeah, physically I'm a guy that you wouldn't typically see doing the things that I can actually do. Um, and for the people who would say, don't do that, don't, you know, you're too big, you should be doing this, da, da, da. I don't try to compare myself to a... Brock Lesnar. I don't try to compare myself physically to an Undertaker. And even Undertaker, if you watch Undertaker, one of his biggest, coolest things he does every year at WrestleMania is he launches himself full tilt boogie over the top rope to land on whoever the heck happens to be underneath him. And it's one of the coolest things. He walks the rope and he does the old school. Kane goes to the top rope and he does the clothesline. Now, they're not doing moonsaults and stuff, but they're still doing things that you go, man, that's an amazing, cool thing to see such a big guy do. So why shouldn't I do the things that I physically can do? It's not like me being five foot tall and, you know, press slamming the big show. It's me being a six foot eight, 265 pound guy who can run from one side of the ring up the ropes to the top rope, do a moonsault, land on the guy. If I can physically do it, how is that not believable? How is that not something I shouldn't be doing? So I think anybody who says I shouldn't be doing those things are just trying to hold me back because their mentality is, oh, big guys do this. Small guys do that, so you should be doing this. And I say, no, I'll do that. 
And, you know, I, I think it's one of those things that separated me from your typical big guy when I was at TNA. And some of the height of my popularity, I believe, in TNA and the business has been because I did those things. And I wasn't just the typical big guy, you know. And, again, I don't see myself as a monster of a man. I am a big guy. But I, with the things that I can do, I think I should be doing them because they separate. They, they give me an identity that most guys of my size do not have. Wrestle Warehouse Deal of the Week, three Lucha Masks for only $29.99. Again, head to WrestleWarehouse.com and take advantage of the Deal of the Week, three masks for only $29.99. Also, while you're there, make sure you check out the custom belts starting at $279. If your promotion needs a championship belt, why not get one for under $300? And also... The SoCal Pro Wrestling four-year anniversary on sale for $9.99. Check out WrestleWarehouse.com. Okay, so after you left all, well, after you left TNA, um, which also kind of signified the end of your time with All Japan, um, you were you finally got the opportunity to um, head towards the WWE. And uh, when you when you first started competing in the WWE, um, you were assigned to their developmental promotion. Now, as we've been talking for the last you know 20 minutes or so, uh, you brought up that you you've worked you know with All Japan. You were part of TNA Wrestling. Um, did you kind of feel as it feel that it was a, a little bit insulting to go to the uh, development developmental promotion, or was it more like a you know you just you knew that you had to kind of learn their style of wrestling? Exactly what you said at the end. You know, I, I didn't see it as insulting. I knew what I was getting into. Uh, I think at the time they'd had kind of a bad taste in their mouth from some of the talents they dealt with in the past that had come from TNA. Um, right. And so I knew I, I knew I had to earn my place. I, I knew it was a test. I knew everything I was doing getting into that situation was a test. But from, you know, when I ended with TNA and I went and did a tryout with them, and they put me through the ringer to see how I would react, see what kind of attitude I would have, see if I was ready to work, see if I if I could work, see if I you know took instruction well, so on and so forth. There was a lot of tests that were going on, and it was primarily because of the situations they dealt with in the past with guys. And I knew that, so going into SCW wasn't a problem. And SCW, especially if you're you're wanting to get your feet wet in the right place for WWE and not be caught. In totally off guard with how they operate, SCW is an amazing place to be. You know, the, the kids that are down sure. there that have, never, that have never touched the ring before and are learning from the ground up in that system, an amazingly prime opportunity. And for guys who are coming from whatever situation in the business that they're at, instead of stepping in and going in and on their television program and making mistakes right away, you can eliminate a lot of that by doing what you do in SCW. And the people at SCW... Uh, from Dusty Rose, Dr. Tom Pritchard, Norman Smiley. You know, there's several different people that had come in and worked with us while I was there. Steve Kern, who owns FCW. Um, amazing amount of talent and, and knowledge in the business and understanding of how WWE operates and wants their guys to operate. So I, I didn't see right. it at all. I saw it as a prime opportunity to prove myself as a WWE talent at this time. And Showed them that I could be there and I could learn and I could adapt and I could do it. And I, you know, I, at the time I did, I think pretty well. I was only really at SCW for six months prior to me going on the TV. 
and, and, you know, that's kind of a short time when you hear about some of the other guys who, uh, you know, the, the word that comes to my head is reprogram, but I know that's not right. It's just learning that style of, um, you know, television wrestling where, you know, for example, a guy like CM Punk who grew up on the indies and, and spent so much right. time, uh, you know, do, wrestling to a certain crowd, wrestling a certain style, and then having to change that to, you know, kind of, you know, be more WWE friendly, be more television friendly. And, right. and uh, okay, so then after FCW, like you said, six months later, you, uh, you found yourself uh, competing in ECW. Um, uh-huh. Now, obviously, it wasn't the ECW that, uh, you know, a lot of us watched when we were younger or, uh, you know, but but it still was uh, an exciting new program for the WWE. Right. Can you tell me about your time uh, going into ECW and what kind of, uh, you know, from your time being in TNA in terms of being on Impact versus being in ECW and, and dealing with the different production aspects, different uh, different audience almost. Right. Um, you know, first off, I had no clue what was going on when I was being brought up. I got a call on Saturday afternoon said, you're needed for TV on Tuesday. I said, okay, cool. Uh, I still hadn't known what was going on. Nobody had said one word to me. Uh, my friends that were already on the road, I showed up. And they're like, whoa, what are you doing here? And I'm like, whoa, I have no idea. Um, you know, it wasn't until the next morning that uh, Joey Styles was like, hey, you know, we're going to get some information from you later for the website. And I went, oh, okay, something's happening because, you know, I, you know, guys had gone on the road before and were just being looked at, not necessarily thrown on TV right away. Um, right. For me, ECW was a great opportunity. You know, there's a lot of negative, oh, ECW, ECW, blah, blah, blah. Ugh. They didn't like it, whatever, because of what they had grown accustomed to from the original ECW. But ECW was a great place because this business is more about time. Time in front of those people that they start to accept you as a star, as a superstar, somebody who belongs there. Um, I mean, you look at your, your Jack Swaggers, your Seamuses, your Evan Bourne, your Kofi Kingston, uh, CM Punk. I mean, these guys all started on WWE's ECW product and right. continued on and moved on. Guys that were ECW originals moving on into the normal big-time WWE product. And so for me, it was a prime, amazing opportunity. And, you know, you were working. It was on the SmackDown crew. So, you know, it was part of SmackDown, Superstars, and, and or, yeah, ECW superstars and SmackDown all taped on the same night. So it wasn't like it was his own product and we were stuck in our own little shell. We were a part of the machine that was WWE filming our show prior to everything that happened. And for, our, for yeah. me, it was a prime opportunity. I, if, it, if it hadn't ended, I think things would have been a lot better for me. But the abrupt end of ECW, you know, two and a half, three months after I started on the program, hurt myself and many other talents that were young guys that needed time and opportunity. Right. So once you did get to ECW, um, and again, you were like getting, uh, it seemed like they were starting to put you in that direction to, uh, you know, perhaps wrestle for that ECW heavyweight championship. You're, you know, you were having matches with Shelton Benjamin. Um, it wasn't long before you moved, uh, on to SmackDown and, and, uh, started teaming with Kurt Hawkins. Again, uh, you weren't a stranger to, uh, wrestling tag team matches. Again, your previous experience with TNA. Uh, what did you? How did you feel about you know kind of being again kind of put into a tag team situation? Uh, you know, we were hoping for good things because at the time, you know, the uh, the Hearts were the tag champions. You had the Usos, you had the Dude Busters, you had ourselves, and we were hoping that there might be kind of a 
a rebirth of the tag division with guys who were young, talented, ready to work their butts off, make a name for themselves, and kind of create that division as its own. Um, so it was kind of exciting at the time, and we were kind of being geared in that direction. You know, I I, I could say that I don't think we were given the best spot in the world, but I think we were definitely given a good spot. I mean, to debut on Superstars, in my opinion, probably wasn't the most prime opportunity, but at least we were getting to be out there, you know. And at first it was it was good things, the situations were good, and then, you know, thoughts changed, opinions changed, and so did our position. Yeah, and it just kind of seems like, uh, you know, in, in, in any pro wrestling, in, in any, uh, you know, professionally produced wrestling where you have, you know, a TV show with writers, it, like we've talked about earlier, you know, everyone gets shuffled around and, and it just, right. uh, it's unfortunate. Like, it seems like a, a lot of times where you've got that steam rolling and you're heading in the right direction and then someone, uh, you know, changes up the plan on you. Yep. That's, uh, you know, and to some people that may sound like complaining or bitterness or whatever, but if anybody's been around and in that situation, they absolutely understand where I'm coming from. And, you know, there's always times guys will be being pushed to the moon and all of a sudden, they're dropped back, and there's not really any explanation as to why or what's going on. It just simply happens. And so it's, it's either it's how you deal with it, A, and B, if you're given the chance and the time to, to wait that out, to, to, to move on to that next big step uh, without them doing like they did with a bunch of us, which was releases. Now, looking back in your, your time in the WWE, and now uh, you were there for, uh, you know, a little over a year, um, uh, I, I don't want to say do you have any regrets, but are, are there things that you, you know, besides the paycheck, are there things that you miss about being in the WWE, and and uh, would that be something down the road you'd look to uh, maybe take them up on an opportunity if it came up again? Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, this business is all about being the best in the business, and I believe, you know, uh, you ask if I have regrets. The regrets I have are not kicking Vince's door in and going, hey, this is my spot, give it to me. You know, I was in a mindset of let me earn my place because I've only been here this short period of time. And then once I've earned my place, then I'll be giving the opportunity and I'll go kick somebody's door in. But unfortunately, my time was cut short and I should have just gone and kicked his door in. So I regret that. But as far as what I, I miss, I miss, you know, I miss being with my friends. I miss being a part of the biggest company in the business at the moment. Uh, I miss, I miss being able to go out and, and spend a week for WrestleMania. And even though it was just a pre-show, and then uh, Battle Royal, when I got to do it, it's in front of 72,000 people at the Phoenix Center, right. or the, the, the football stadium. It was an amazing experience. And feeling, you know? right. I missed that, and I'm, I'm working my butt off, and I will get back. If they even crack the door for me, I will kick it in, and they will regret ever releasing me in the first place. The time has come. <laughs> I'm so happy I can't even just sit still. May 21st, NWA, Texas, Grand Prairie, Texas, bell time's about 2 p.m. We're going to have a big party. Lance Hoyt, you like to party. Lance Hoyt, this may be a party you're not going to be graciously invited to. I don't think the people there are going to like you, Lance Hoyt. You see, this is a biker party, Lance. This is a biker rally, Lance Hoyt. These guys aren't going to go for your fluffy hair. These guys aren't going to go for your good looks. <laughs> They're gonna go for me. 
Because this is the same pain they felt. These teeth I got knocked out is probably the same bars. They ruin their families, they ruin their marriages, and they ruin their lives in. They feed to me, Lance. They can relate to me, Lance. I dig and I scratch every day of my life, every match of my life, to put food on my table, to put food in my baby girl's mouth. I wasn't gifted with your size. I wasn't gifted with your talent. But you weren't gifted with my heart, so I'm going to tell you what. Big Lance, one thing that this match isn't going to lack is respect. I respect you so much, brother. <laughs> May 21st. You're going to find out why I've been called the underground icon. You, big man, the NWA Texas champion, you're going to find out why I've been naming the whole psycho show. It's not just a bunch of names. It's not just a bunch of hype. <laughs> when you're looking up and you're getting dizzy, the underground icon just paid you a visit. Just heard uh, Scott Summers uh, cut a promo on on you, Lance Hoyt, and challenging mm -hmm. you for your NWA Texas Championship. Now, uh, you know, what would you like to say in response to Scott Summers? You know, Scott claims to be the underground icon of Texas wrestling or wrestling as a whole, and you know, I'm glad he thinks he's underground. And I've said this a couple times in the sense that. Uh, if he wants to be underground, then he just needs to stay underground because coming out and challenging me for the Texas Heavyweight title uh, is not something that's going to be conducive to his well-being and health and his future in this business. And, you know, I mean, it's he's more than welcome to try, but it's going to be a fuel effort. And, you know, I'll still be the NWA Texas champion at the end of the day. So he can say what he wants. He can laugh all crazy like he likes to go. And, you know, but he, he's not scaring me. It's, it's not going to work. You know, he's going to be underground when I'm done with him because I'll bury him six feet deep. There you go. The, putting the underground icon actually literally underground. And, again, what yeah. we're talking about is the uh, the live pro wrestling event um, coming to you Saturday uh, at the uh, Longhorn Harley-Davidson uh, dealership in Grand Prairie, Texas, and that's off of uh, the I-20. Again, you can call um, the Harley-Davidson dealership. For some details, the telephone number is 972-988-1903. Uh, mm -hmm. Besides the action in the ring, there's also going to be, uh, you know, uh, some cold adult beverages, which are always, uh, always good, and they're free. So make sure you head to uh, head to the uh, show on Saturday. Bell time is at 2 p.m. Make sure you bring a folding chair if you'd like to have a seat, or if you don't mind standing, don't worry about it. Um, besides, uh, besides. Uh, Lance Hoyt stepping into the ring with Scott Summers putting that uh, NWA Texas Championship on the line. There's also going to be the Texas Tag Team titles will be defended, as well as uh, some ladies in action. So certainly going to be a good day for the NWA Southwest and the folks in the Grand Prairie area. Yep, definitely. Some babes brawling and beer. Can't go wrong that way, right? <laughs> Not at all. So... <laughs> You know, and, and we've talked a little bit offline, Lance, and, and for you guys who are following uh, Lance on Twitter, if you're not, shame on you. Go to twitter.com uh, forward slash Lance Hoyt. Um, again, um, you know, Lance tweeting about pretty much everything that's on his mind. But uh, when the North American uh, Heavyweight Championship uh, tournament was uh, announced, you were one of the few guys who actually uh, took to the fans, took to the uh, – you know, took to um, 
Twitter and, and right. point blank said, hey, I want a shot at, th- at this title. I want to yep, be in the I tournament. Sure did. I sure did. In fact, in, in fact, as far as I know, it was you and uh, another gentleman by the name of Jacoby Boinkins who were the only two to actually come out and, and ask to be included in this tournament. Right. But for whatever reason, um, the board of directors or – uh, you know, Bob Trobich or just whoever's putting this tournament together uh, left your name off the list. How, did, how does yeah. that feel? Uh, you know, I, I, I liken it and I sum it all up as fear. Fear drives us to do a lot of things. Sometimes it drives us to do good things and it creates that survival instinct and sometimes it just has us do stupid things. And in my opinion, them not allowing myself and the other gentleman you mentioned, I, did he make it into the tournament or not? No, he, he was. No, uh, okay. Two, two guys who, who want to be there, who want to be a part of it, uh, you know, and they don't even include them. And, you know, I just say it's fear. They're afraid of what I can actually do as the North American champion. And they also are afraid of the fact that I probably wouldn't be North American champion very long because I would move on to their world title, and I would take that as well. But, you know, that's gone unwarranted as well. You know, I, I'm just trying to improve myself and, and gain name within the NWA. I respect the NWA immensely because of what it is in the wrestling business for the history that it has all the names and the people that have been involved in the nwa from the the beginning of their time to, to now you know and it's a it's a great lineage of people and champions and i'd like to be a part of that but you know again there's nothing been said no mention of me being a part of that and i'm just, i think they're afraid now uh the north american tournament did start uh earlier this month back on uh First match was on May 5th, and right. so far the final fours are set for Ace Rockwell to take on uh, Kyle Matthews at May 28th at NWA Anarchy, and then Sean Tempers is set to take on Corey Hollis uh, for NWA Chattanooga on May 20th, uh, you know, uh, I guess it's Friday night. We could probably see a finals, you know, before, you know, the first week of June, um, and, uh, you know, I'm sure I'm, I'm playing an advocate here for you, but... I'd like mm-hmm. to see someone on the uh, NWA board of directors step up, uh, you know, be it Jacoby Boykins or, of course, Lance Hoyt. Both men have made the uh, – you know, threw down the challenge as, as soon as the title became available. And uh, I think it would be fitting if, you know, if the NWA, the board of directors, uh, if uh, uh, Bill Barings or if uh, uh, Bob Trobich um, made that match happen. You know, you're going to have a winner the first week of June, be it, you know, Rockwell, Matthews, Tempers, or Hollis. And uh, I think, you know, their first match should be against, uh, you know, the NWA Texas champion, Lance Hoyt. You know, if that's what it needs to be, that's what it needs to be. But the problem is for whoever becomes that North American champion, because the tournament's already in effect, uh, the challengers have already been named. Uh, Like you said, they're already into the final four, and the, the champion's probably going to be crowned here pretty soon. If if I'm the first title defense, unfortunately for whoever it is, it's going to be their one and only title defense because then I'll be the North American champion. Uh, and, you know, if the other gentleman that was requesting to be a part of this wants to come and join the fight, he's more than welcome. But, unfortunately for him, it'll be uh, a futile effort in himself because I'm going to be champion. One way or another, I would be champion. So, again, if it doesn't happen, I say it's because somebody is afraid that's going to be the reality. And I'm not just going to be another stepping stone for some kid who hasn't really done a whole lot in the business. I don't disrespect anybody because everybody's working hard and trying to make a name for themselves, and they're busting their butt. And God bless them for being a part of that title. Uh, 
Um, but if I'm their first defense, it'll be their first and only and last. Okay, I'm going to hit uh, pause here real quick. Early after uh, last weekend, um, you know, New Japan Pro Wrestling, again, they're no longer affiliated with the National Wrestling Alliance, but they mm-hmm. did hold a few matches uh, over the weekend uh, in the Northeast. And, uh, you know, Lance White made his presence known uh, under your uh, alias Lance Archer. Yep. What what is the new deal with uh, Lance Hoyt and uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and, and what can we expect to see of that? Well, you know, I mean, I've been to Japan many times, and I've enjoyed being a part of uh, everything that is Japanese. You know, several companies that I've worked for, including All Japan in the past, and you know, right. New Japan is the premier company in Japan, and you know, I saw a prime opportunity with them being in America on our coastline. And so I decided to go up there and, and make my name known. I actually got a phone call, uh, and they were, the guy that I spoke to basically said, listen, Kojima needs to go down. He was broken English. You know, he's, he's a Japanese guy. Uh, but right. He was broke English, but it was basically, uh, Kojima hurt. I said, okay, Kojima hurts bad, me, and I did it. And uh, so guess what? Uh, New Japan Wrestling, I'm coming over, and uh, I'm going to make you pay attention like you've never paid attention before. Now, and again, that, uh, that happened during the uh, crowning of the, uh, you know, New Japan Intercontinental Champion, uh, a title that MVP uh, won. And again, yep. you're no stranger to MVP. Uh, nope. What what role, if any, does he play in this uh, new conquest of yours? Well, you know, I mean, uh, I went over there with a purpose. It was to put Kojima down. I put Kojima down, and then MVP decided to stick his nose in it, and he wanted to save Kojima. He said, oh, he's going to be a big superstar. You know, this was earlier in the night, and he hadn't actually won the title yet. You know, and I'm surprised it didn't throw his focus so much that, you know, cost him Intercontinental title. But, you know, he stayed focused, and he got the Intercontinental title uh, as part of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And, you know, now he's put a target on his back. And, you know, not only New Japan Pro Wrestling, but MVP and his title. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen when I get over there. But if he sticks his nose in my business again, it might be a situation where um, he becomes a one and one time only intercontinental champion and very quickly into does that reign. Well, it, apparently, uh, apparently you put the bullseye on a couple of different uh, wrestlers across the globe. Um, you know, Lance, uh, with the, uh, of course, your defense coming up here on the 21st on Saturday. Um, yep. You know, what, what you did last weekend, it, it seems like uh, your stock is definitely uh, rising around the globe. And it will only continue, man. Like I said, in my opinion, uh, the business is what it is, and situations happen as they happen. Uh, I believe that I was kept at a certain place and pace for a long time, and you know what? I'm tired of that. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And I'm going to show the world what kind of star that I actually am. Okay. So um, your schedule in New Japan, uh, I don't see it, uh, you know, potentially affecting your uh, upcoming defenses for, of course, the NWA Texas Championship and any opportunity that uh, the NWA Board of Directors might find for you down the road with the uh, North American Championship shot. Uh, it sounds like you're going to be a busy man in the month of June. Yeah, the month of June is going to be pretty busy, you know, and then 
I'll be back in the States. I mean, I'm only going to be there for a week, and then I'll be back. And uh, the prime opportunity for me to go and uh, kick some butt in the NWA. Well, again, the, the big show is happening this Saturday, 2 p.m., Grand Prairie, Texas, at the uh, at the uh, Harley-Davidson dealership, the Longhorn Harley-Davidson dealership. Again, it's a, you, you guys want to bring your own chairs, but the uh, free cold adult beverages will be provided. And, again, it's a 2 p.m. bell time. Um, yep. You're going to see the uh, NWA Texas Championship on the line, the NWA uh, Texas Tag Team Championships on the line, and then also, like Lance alluded to, the Babes will be in action. So again, uh, make sure you uh, check out that event if you need yeah. more information. If you need more information, you go to nwa-southwest.com. You could also uh, give them a call. Uh, I believe this is the number for the Harley Davidson dealership. That's 972-988-1903. Lance, I really appreciate your time this uh, for this podcast and, and your candidness with us. And, uh, you know, if there's anything else Alliance Wrestling can do for you, we'd greatly appreciate it. Man, I appreciate you having me on and giving me some time. And, uh, you know, just let it, like you said earlier, let everybody know to check me out on Twitter. Give me a follow if they want to see what I'm doing, what I'm all about. Or they can also hit me up on Facebook. It's under Lance Hoyt. Uh, the Facebook uh, has the icon from the uh, video game on there. So that's me. There might be some other Lance Hoyts out there, but they're not me. <laughs> yeah, you know, even on Twitter, I've seen a few fake Lance Hoyts. So uh, definitely. Uh, what? What? Yeah, you know, I'm going to mess somebody up. I think there's a it's a Lance Archer that's, uh, that's out there. Maybe it's Vance Archer. But, uh, yeah, there's. You've got some uh yeah, there's some no soccer in the right there. And well they they tend to do that sometimes. Okay, well hey, best of luck uh on Saturday and best of luck in New Japan and uh we'll see you soon. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks.